a reading from the letter to the Hebrews. Therefore, my friends, since we have confidence to enter the sanctuary by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain, that is, through his flesh, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us approach with a true heart in full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who has promised is faithful. And let us consider how to provoke one another to love and good deeds. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God.
reading from the Gospel according to John. But the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father seeks such as these to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When he comes, he will proclaim all things to us. Jesus said to her, I am he, the one who is speaking to you. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God.
I believe in God. The Father Thank you.
It's a great pleasure to welcome Paul Gaston back to Trinity. Paul, as many of you know, served as our acting dean for the better chunk of two years, just uh, concluding a few months ago, and uh, was an absolute joy to have here day by day throughout all of that time. We, all of us, miss him. As thrilled as we are to have BJ here, we miss Paul, and uh, I miss being able to talk baseball with him. <laughs> we have to uh, think about the Indians in sort of a big way right now, so it's good that Paul is here and we can have a high-level conversation about that later on. But uh, thank, you. thank you, Paul, for joining us again. It is a great pleasure, and uh, I do take uh, a particular joy in enabling uh, your dean to remain at the uh, clergy conference, which is meeting in Geneva on the lake. Uh, actually, it is a kind of win-win because it enables him to, to stay there without making the round trip in, and it enabled me to, to get out of the clergy conference. So. <laughs> what could be better? What could be better? <laughs> Last Sunday, we heard from the Acts of the Apostles the dramatic account of Saul, who experienced the kind of conversion that continues to inspire the irritating question, are you born again? But Saul really was born again as a consequence of his experience with the risen Christ. Things were never the same for him afterwards. He had led a persecution, as you all know, of those who were following the way, that is to say, Christians, and yet he became then our most influential theologian, our most memorable letter writer, our most determined evangelist. This evening, we consider another beneficiary of a dramatic, life-changing religious experience. The experience of a woman living in 14th century Norwich, England. Her name was Julian. She was 30 years old and, and fell seriously ill. She and her doctors assumed that the illness would be fatal. But while receiving the last rites of the church, she began to see visions of Jesus Christ, 15 visions in all. They gave her a sense of assurance that she was in God's care and that Whatever happened, all would be well. When she recovered, she began to write about her experience in what is said to have been and to be the, the first book in English written by a woman, Revelations of Divine Love. And she wrote at considerable length but what she had to say has often been summarized in a few memorable phrases. All shall be well, and 
all shall be well, and all manner of thing shall be well. T.S. Eliot borrowed these lines for the closing of his masterpiece, The Four Quartets, and they express, as, as few words can, a secure confidence that, that whatever may lie ahead, we are in God's care. And in the Anglican Communion, we commemorate Julian every year on this date, May the 8th. But Julian learned, as Paul learned, that an experience, a dramatic experience of conversion was not an end, but a beginning. Not a destination, but a setting out. At first, all she could really do was describe her experience, and she admitted she was unable to fully understand or comprehend it. And for many years after her visions, she sought through prayer to make sense of the meaning of the revelations. And in time, through what George Herbert might have described as something understood, she found that meaning in a single word. And she expressed her revelation as a kind of Q&A. What is the Lord's meaning? Love. Who showed you this meaning? Love. What did he show you? Love. Why did he show it to you? Love. The other great interpreter of the Lord's meaning is, of course, again, St. Paul, whose hymn and his letter to the Corinthians provides us with our surest guide to describing and aspiring to love. Anyone who has attended weddings probably knows many of these phrases by heart. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. We have two handicaps so far as Dame Julian and St. Paul are concerned. First, most of us have not shared an experience like theirs, one of a dramatic, unmistakable, life-altering confrontation with Christ. We must instead take heart from the words of our baptismal liturgy that look forward to our growth in knowledge and faith and wisdom. For most of us, faith is a process. 
a seed growing to fruition, an unfolding experience leading us to those moments when we too sense something understood. Our second handicapped is that in contrast to St. Paul's vision of love, we live in a world that often seems irritable and resentful, one in which the boastful and arrogant and rude often seem to enjoy an advantage, a world in which patience and kindness often seem in short supply, and a world in which rejoicing in the truth may feel so 2015. But in comparison with St. Paul and Dame Julian, we have two advantages. One of them is that we have their examples before us, examples of those who are willing to learn, who seek understanding, and who understand that we are finally defined and held up by a Lord that loves us. And we have their voices that of Julian, assuring us that all shall be well, and that of St. Paul, who in his letter to the church at Corinth says on our behalf, we are always confident because we walk by faith. Where do we place that confidence? In caring that is patient and kind, that rejoices in the truth that is, in a word, love. All shall be well. Amen.
after a long day, evening has fallen with its promise of stillness and quiet. We pray for the grace to be still and quiet in God's presence. After a long day, evening offers us opportunity to lay aside stress we may have experienced, weariness we may feel, unhappiness we may have encountered. We pray for the grace to find relief from stress, rest for our weariness, and happiness in your creation. After a long day, evening brings darkness. We pray for the grace to know your light and to rejoice in your promise that this night will lead to a new day of hope and promise, of happiness and energy, of accomplishment and satisfaction. In your name we pray. Amen. Please join me in prayer number five, the Collect by John Donne. Bring us, O Lord God, at our last awakening into the house and gate of heaven, to enter into that gate and dwell in that house where there shall be no darkness or dazzling, but one equal light, no noise or silence, but one equal music, no fears or hopes, but one equal possession, no ends or beginnings, but one equal eternity. In the habitations of thy glory and dominion, world without end. Amen. of God, which passeth all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. The blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you always.